Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Glory be to God. I want you to turn in your Bibles today to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Praise God. I want to do something just a little bit different today. You know, our, our anchor scripture for this series and what, I, what we, uh, I have titled, What We Believe. And it's basically going through the 16 fundamental doctrines of the Bible. But, uh, and so I've been starting in 2 Timothy chapter 4, but I, want, I just felt led of the Lord to uh, read chapter 3 and then go into verse 4 today. And I don't know why, but I just felt that in prayer this morning. So I'm going to obey the Lord because how many of you know he, he's doing stuff when he ain't even telling you that he's doing stuff. And, and, um, and, and so you don't have to know everything. That's a word for somebody. You ain't got to know everything. And uh, so uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power. And from such people... And from such people. And from such people turn away. Now I know why God, that was a word for somebody. I just, the Holy Ghost said, that's why I wanted you to read that. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lust, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They traveling all over the all over the United States, conference, conference, they ain't never able to grow in nothing. They ain't able to grow in nothing. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further. For their folly will be made manifest to all and their, as theirs was. But you have carefully followed my what? You have carefully followed my, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, Love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. What persecutions I endured and of them all, the Lord delivered me. Thank you, God. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's one way you know that you're prospering. Jesus said this. He said, whatever you give up for my name's sake or the gospels, you will receive, watch this, a hundredfold in this life and the next life. But this is what he said on the end of it. But not without persecution. So when persecution comes, you know you're prospering. 
So, so just take it as a badge, stick it on your shoulder, and keep on rolling. <laughs> Amen. Come on, somebody. Uh, this is what they say. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned, been, been assured of, learned and been assured of, and knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Chapter four, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching for the time might come. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their, their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables but you be watchful in all things endure afflictions do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry hallelujah Praise the Lord. Now, Father, today, God, as we come before your word, I pray that you would anoint us to hear, receive, and understand your word. You would anoint me to preach and teach your word. I pray that everything that is said and done will come from your mouth first, God, and I'll just be nothing but a vessel. Lord, I pray that you'll look upon my availability and not my ability today. And that revelation, God, would proceed from me because it is first proceeded from you. And I pray today, God, that your spirit would move, correcting whatever needs to be corrected, comforting whatever needs to be comforted, and exhorting whatever needs to be exhorted. We yield ourselves to you now, Holy Ghost, and we say, do whatever you want to do. We thank you for being here today, and we say, speak, Lord, your servants listen. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things today, and everybody that agrees, shout amen. Give the Lord a good praise in the house of God before you're seated today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those of you that are watching today, I want you to continue watching. I know some of you are watching on vacation. Thank you for taking time out of your day right now to watch. I really appreciate it. But I want you to watch to the end because uh, um, I wanna, what I'm going to be teaching and preaching on today is going to help you have uh, some understanding and some clarity of what the future is going to hold for the church. And so I want you to have that because there's all kinds of stuff that is being said today and and. Some of it ain't true, some of it's half true, some of it's most truth, but how many know the word says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. And so I want you to continue watching until the end. All right, so I'm in this series, What We Believe. It's on the 16 fundamental doctrines of the Bible. I'm going through them real quick and gonna lead us up to number 14. We believe that all scripture is inspired by God himself. Say amen. That means he breathed every last bit of it. Don't listen. You know, I, I remember uh, when I was a kid, uh, uh, the preacher used to stand up and say, well, if you don't believe that, just tear that page out of your Bible. And of course, he was being he was just being funny. He was trying to tell people, if you keep on finding stuff in the Bible, you don't believe and you keep tearing it out before you know it, you're going to have a holy Bible. Not H-O-L-Y. 
And, a, and that kind of holy Bible is going to produce a holy life, not H-O-L-Y. It's holes in you. Glory be to God. Number two, we believe that there is only one true God. Manifested in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Number three, we believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ as eternal Son of God. Amen. Now, I want y'all to say amen after every one of these. Amen. Because you're, you're agreeing with it. I'm not trying to get you to shout. I'm trying to get you to agree with it. And if you don't agree with it, well, praise God. Number four, we believe in the fall of man. Amen. Uh, you can find, you can go back on the, what my teachings on these and you can and get all the teachings that you want on this. I've taught on these in depth. Number five, we believe in the salvation of man. How many of you know there's only, that man can only be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ? Redemption only comes through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Number six, we believe in the ordinances of the church. That is holy communion and water baptism. We believe in the, number seven, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Number eight, we believe in the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the speaking in other tongues. Number nine, we believe in sanctification. Y'all still believe in that stuff? Show do. That's S-H-O-D-O-O. Show do. Hallelujah. Number 10, we believe in the church and its mission. Amen. Number 11, we believe in the ministry of the church. Number 12, we believe in divine healing. Glory be to God. And number 13, I, I preached about last week, we believe in the blessed hope. What does that mean? We believe in the rapture of the church. Can you give God a good praise that soon and very soon we're going to see the king? Now today I want to I wanna teach on this and I don't know that I'll get past this one. I tr I'm trying to get it all out today, but I don't know. Number 14, we believe in the millennial reign of Christ. Some of y'all are like, what is that? It's okay. That's the reason I'm going to take my time today. The millennial reign of Christ. I want, you to go in, I want you to go to the book of Revelation, and I want you to go to the 20th chapter. I told my staff this past week, I said, I could see as I taught on the rapture, I could see that um, I w we were scratching an itch. And I said, There's a, I'm going to pray about this fall doing, um, doing a whole series on end time, the end times. Um, so I don't know. Y'all just pray with me about that. I'm going to be led of the spirit on that. I don't do something just because somebody wants me to. If that was the case, this place would be a, a quack house. Amen. <laughs> Dear Jesus, you have no idea the request. <laughs> but anyway, aren't y'all glad y'all got a leader? I'm glad that I got a leader, Jesus, amen. So, Revelation verse 20, verse uh, one. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. Millennium or millennial just means thousand. That's all that means. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him 
so that he should deceive the nations no more. Watch this, till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. I remember in ministry school, when I, when, when I read that I, I, I struggled with that for a while, but God revealed what the deal is. So I'll tell y'all that in a little while. Stay with me. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and the judgment was uh, committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the witness, for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands. <coughs> And they, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. The second death don't have any power over you, church. Glory be to God. And, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. The millennial reign of Christ. Now, today I want, before I get to teach on the millennial reign, why is this important? Because it's important that you have sound doctrine, church. It's important that you know like that when, when you that when we're raptured up, we're not gonna like turn into angels and stuff. And you're not gonna be playing a harp and got some kind of wings on your back. You got to have right doctrine. And if you don't, if you don't know what you believe, then somebody else can tell you what to believe. And oh, God help us there. Got, you know, people thinking we're coming back as cows. I've been over, the, I, let me tell you something. I've done, been in the fields of India preaching this glorious gospel running up and down that nation right there and you got people starving to death and they got four cows out there and they won't touch. I said, give that joker to me. Let me tell you what we'll do with him. I know how to eat some beef. Hallelujah. But they don't want to touch him because they think there's one of their ancestors that's done died and came back, re, you know, that's reincarnated as a cow. Why your kids starving, digging in trash and digging in landfills and we got, you see, you don't know what to believe. Folks got all kinds of stuff they believe, so you've got to know what the Bible teaches. So before I get into the millennial reign of Christ today, I want to, I want to take you through a timeline real quick. So the next thing to happen, the next thing to happen in the in end time prophecy is the rapture of the church. Say amen to that. That's going to be happening real soon right now. Glory be to God. Uh, as a matter of fact, let, let me just tell you something. Let me just set this real, real good. Matthew 24 says this. Learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and it puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. 
place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. What is this scripture talking about? When the fig tree buds, every theologian, you can go Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, non-denominational. Every theologian will tell you the fig tree means the nation of Israel. And what they're saying is, is when you see Israel become a nation, when you see Israel become a nation, this generation will not pass away until you see the rapture of the church. Israel became a nation in 1948. Now, if I don't want to say, I'm not being, I don't want to be disrespectful, nor am I trying to show anybody's age. But if you were alive, if you were born in 1948 or you was alive in 1948, stand up. I want you to see how few, how few are left in this generation. I want you to see because what are you trying to show me, uh, preacher? I'm trying to tell you, you can sit down, thank you so much. I'm trying to tell you that the Bible says this generation, all of this generation will not pass away until before the rapture happens. That's how fast we are. That's when this rapture, that's how quick, that's how soon the rapture is about to happen. This is not a time for you to be playing with God. This is not a time for you to be clicking tickets. This is not a time for you to see how close you can be to the world. You better dive yourself all the way in right now because the rapture is happening soon and soon and very soon the church will be caught up to meet him in the air if you believe it, give him a praise in this house. Hallelujah. So that's what, that's what that means. It's talking about the nation of Israel becoming, uh, uh, or Israel becoming a nation. Now, after the rapture, everybody say after the rapture. After the rapture of the church, there will, let me, hold on. I just heard somebody say rapture ain't in the Bible. Neither is Bible, but you believe it. Can't find the word Bible nowhere in the Bible. All right, give me, give me 60 seconds. Where do we get rapture from? Greek word, harpazo. What does it mean? To be caught up. When the, when the, the next translation from the Greek was Latin, they translated harpazo into the word raptus, which means to be caught up. To, snatch to, to be snatched away. We take rap dust and get our word rapture. All meaning caught up. All meaning to be snatched away. So, so you need to understand just because you don't, see, you don't see the word there doesn't mean it does not exist. Does not mean it's not true. Say amen to that. Now, after, I just had to clear that up. I heard somebody say that in the spirit. After the rapture, after the rapture of the church, there will be a seven, watch this, a seven-year period on the earth in which the Antichrist will rule and reign. Seven years, the Antichrist will rule and reign. I don't believe it. Read the Bible. This is a time which we refer to as the Great Tribulation. For three and a half years, there will be peace. He will deceive. 
He will cut a peace treaty with the nation of Israel. And he will deceive the nations into believing that he is here for peace. He will deceive the people believing into believing that he has the best, their best interests in mind. He will deceive them into believing that, 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 that he has what it takes for this world to finally accomplish or finally have utopia. Watch this. But in the middle of that treaty, he will turn on them like a rabid pit bull. And at that moment, he will begin to bring such destruction that the earth has never seen before. At that moment, he will begin to destroy the nations. He'll begin to bring destruction in every place and he will declare war on the nation of Israel. But the Bible said, he who keeps Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. And at that moment when they go to attack Israel, God himself is going to stand up for that nation. Now you might say, well, where are we going to be? We're going to be up with the Lord. We're not going to be on the earth. That's why you need to make sure you're right with God today. Because if the rapture happens tomorrow, you don't even have to be in this nonsense. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad God loved you that much to give you and say you ain't even got to go through this nonsense? Hallelujah. During, during that, uh, that time, we'll be, we'll be in the rapture and we'll, we'll be, now watch this. During that time, we'll be with the Lord and we will stand, I want, I want you to listen very carefully to me. We will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. They call it the Bema seat, if you will. What is that? We got people in, we got people in the church world today uh, that, have, that are teaching apostasy, that there will be no judgment seat of Christ. Now, let me tell you what it is. Uh, you will not stand before Christ on account of your sin. You will stand before him on account of your works. Your sin has been taken care of. But, but can I tell you something? You will stand before him and you will give an account for your works, your motivations. Did you sing for him or did you sing to be seen? Come on, somebody now. We're going to get where we got to get to today. Did you serve because you wanted another badge or did you serve because you loved him? Where the motivations will be judged. They will be, you will be, it will be seen all flesh is naked before. There won't be no hiding it. He will know why you did what you did when you did it. That's why we come before him and we say, oh Lord, uh, like David said, search my heart, oh God, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Know me, oh God. Hallelujah. Know me, oh God. Because either way, I got to stand before you. And if I wasn't pure in it, then, it, then this is what the Bible says. 
2 Corinthians 5, therefore we make it our aim that whether present or absent to be well, to be well pleasing him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God and also I trust uh, is well known in your consciousness. 1 Corinthians 3, 13 through 15, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If one, anyone's work which he has built on it and endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. In other words, this is not a judgment that's going to come on whether he's sending you to heaven or hell. That's already been decided. But can I tell you the next time you walk up in the house of God, or the next time you're serving the Lord in your home, or the next time you're serving the Lord out there, you need to serve him with all you got. You need to serve him with your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, and your strength. And you need to let him be the core of everything you have. Not an afterthought. Not a might do it. But God, you are first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. We do it because we love him. Glory be to God. And this will, we, we will stand before Christ. We will stand before Jesus and we will give an account on this. After the judgment seat of Christ, there is going to be a wedding. Hallelujah. There's going to be a wedding. This is when the bride and the groom are united. This is when the church and Jesus finally come together. This is when, uh, when Jesus and his church are united and they will never be apart again. After the marriage, there will be a huge celebration. There's gonna be a huge parlay. Glory be to God. The church is gonna party with Jesus. Well, I don't know how to party without smoking dope. I don't know how to party without drinking. You're going to be lost in heaven. You better go ahead and settle it right now. Matthew 26, 29 says, but I say to you, this is what I was mentioning a while ago. Jesus said, I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. Hallelujah. Jesus has got the angels up there setting the table. He's got them up there setting the stage right now. He's got a chair, hallelujah. If your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life, you have a chair, you have an assigned seat at the Lord's table and he's been waiting uh, for years to eat and drink of this cup with you again. Hallelujah. Once this time of celebration is over, now we're still in the tribulation. I'm giving y'all a timeline. I, I've yet to teach on the millennial reign. You have to know the timeline or you will not understand the importance of the millennial reign. Once this time of celebration is over, 
the seven years of, or, uh, the seven years of tribulation on the earth will be ending as well. Same time. Watch. It's at this moment the Bible says that Jesus and the saints will mount up. Feel like Warren G. Gladiators, mount up. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it's at that moment. <laughs> Jesus and the saints will mount up on white horses. And watch this now. We will return to this earth. Not an imaginary earth. We're going to return back to this earth with him to rule this earth for a thousand years. And that's what you call the millennial reign of Christ. A thousand years. Glory be to God. This thousand year period is the millennial reign of Christ. The millennial reign of Christ is what we call the second coming of Christ. I told you last week, the rapture is when the church meets him in the air. The second coming is when we come back with him to the earth. Stay with me. Glory be to God. Zechariah 14, 5. You will flee by mountain and valley, for it will extend to Azel. You will flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. Re Glory be to God. Revelation 19. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in linen, white and clean. Glory be to God. There is a day and that day is going to come where we're going to come back with the Lord on this earth. And let me tell you, I want to tell all the nations and I want to tell everybody watching, he's not coming back as a lamb. He's not coming back to be put on a cross. He's not coming back to be crucified, but he's coming back as a lion. The Bible said he's going to rule the earth with a rod of iron and his saints are going to rule with him. You better get ready. Look up and get ready to go up because Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. During this time of the millennial reign, there will be absolute peace and righteousness on the earth. I know it's hard for us to understand that. I know it's hard for us to think there will be what, what absolute peace, absolute righteousness, no crime. No sickness. Nothing wrong. Absolute peace and righteousness. How do you know that? You won't be allowed to rebel. 
He will rule with a rod of iron. Glory be to God. Can you imagine? The Bible says this, that the lion will lay down with the lamb. The Bible says that the babies, the infants, can play at the dens of cobras. Such peace and righteousness for a thousand years. Well, what are we going to do? We're not, we're not going to die during this time. How do you know? We're in our glorified bodies. You get your glorified body at the rapture. Well, what, what about the people that are born during that time? They'll die. They might die, but we ain't dying. We're in glorified bodies. God ain't going to take your glorified body for, from you to send you back for a thousand millennia reign. You're ruling and reigning. See, this is why I, I, I hesitated to touch this thing today because I don't have time to dig it. In comp There's so many questions I can hear in your minds right now. So it'll be something that I can set up and make sure you're at church in the fall. And answer all your questions. Well, some of you, some of you got some crazy questions. They don't even need to be answered. Amen. Amen. Matthew 24, listen to this, verse 45. Who then is faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant, watch this, whom his master, when he comes, will find doing so. Or surely I say to you, he will make him ruler over his goods. Revelation 22, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. How and what will determine what you will rule over on a, uh, during the millennial reign? How do you know that? How faithful are you with the kingdom right now? How faithful are you in what you're supposed to do now? How faithful are you in serving now? How faithful are you in giving right now? How faithful are you to witness right now? How faithful are you in the house of God right now? All of this is determining what you're going to rule over in the millennial reign of Christ. So for some of you, you might want to strap your boots up and get ready and start doing something for God because there's going to be a reward given to everybody who is faithful to what the Lord has given them in the millennial reign. And I don't know about you, but I don't, you know, in the millennial reign, and there's nothing, uh, nothing against anybody who, um, well, I better not just say that, amen. But I want to be ruling over much. Who, who is faithful in the small, will be trusted in the, yeah, big. So you, you need to understand, because sometimes we're just saying, well, I'll just do what it takes to just get saved and I'll be okay. No, no, you gotta understand, there's more to this thing, man. There's more to this thing. You gotta be faithful in what God give you now. You know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible, in the same book, in the same book in which you read John 3, 16, 
There's also a scripture that says this. That when you give, you store up treasures in Well, if I'm storing up treasures in heaven, when am I going to get the cash in? You see, you'll never look at your giving the same again. Because you realize there's a day coming and it's not going to be in the sweet by and by. It's going to be while we're here on this earth ruling and reigning. And there's a reward system coming to you because if you were faithful with the small, you'll be trusted with the big. This is the millennial reign of Christ. Hallelujah. There's a day coming when your works in the kingdom of God on this earth, your faithfulness to the kingdom of God on this earth will be rewarded greatly. Church, let me tell you something. One of the slickest tricks of the enemy is to try to get you, to deceive you into believing that what you do for the kingdom will never be rewarded. The devil is a liar. Jesus said, I'll reward you right now and I'll reward you in the time to come. Glory be to God. Let's give him praise if we believe it today. Hallelujah. Y'all give me a few more, just a few more minutes. It's Father's Day. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my, I'm going to pull my father card. Number 15. We believe in a final judgment. We believe in a final judgment. There will be a final judgment in which the wicked dead, notice I'm using that terminology, wicked dead, will be raised and judged according to their works. It's the only way they can be judged because they have not received the blood of Jesus, therefore they have to be judged according to their works. Whosoever is not found written in the book of life, together with the devil and his angels, the beast and the false prophet will be consigned to the everlasting punishment in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Aren't you glad that you're not a part of that number? Matthew 25, 46, and they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Revelation 20, 11 through 15, and I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, who, uh, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were open and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Church on that day the wicked will be judged and whosoever is not found written in that book will be cast into hell for eternity. There will never be a day, I know this is hard to imagine, there will never be a day where they are released. There will be eternity upon eternity upon eternity in which they will suffer and be tormented. 
One person said, why does, why, do, why does a loving God send people to hell? Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. You're already on your way to hell if you're not saved. God steps in and rescues you from hell. Hallelujah. But without Jesus, you're already on your way to hell. There's something else that happens on that day, though, that I'm talking about the final judgment. The devil and all his minions are thrown, <laughs> are thrown into the lake of fire for eternity. Well, preacher, I thought the devil was already in hell. He's not. The Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. He's not in hell right now. That's why he's able to deceive the nations. That's why he's able to do what he's able to do. But there's a day coming, and that day is going to be on the final judgment day where God says enough with you, and I'm throwing you and all your minions into the lake of fire, and you will be locked into that lake of fire forever and ever and ever, never to be released again. Glory be to God. Well, preacher, what, what about that time when it says about the millennial reign that the enemy will be released for a short time? The devil will be released for a short time. Well, you've got to understand something. The reason he'll be released for a short time is because everybody who was born in the millennial reign of Christ, their hearts have not been tested. Their hearts have not been tested. And so he's going to release Satan at the end of this thousand years to test the nations and to test the hearts of men once again. But that's not going to be us. We're in our glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Now I'm skipping on some high points again. God willing, I'll do something in fall and you can get all the deep stuff. It's just my commercial. Last one. Y'all ready? We believe in a new heavens and a new earth. Oh, I can't wait for a new heavens and a new earth. We, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth wherein the righteous dwells. Second Peter 3.13, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and new earth where righteousness dwells. Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. Watch this. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death and no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. For the older things or the older of things have passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and end. To the thirsty, I will give water. 
They had no idea what I was preaching on, but the Holy Ghost did. I, to the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. To those who are victorious will inherit all of this. I will be their God. They will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, to those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Woo. Let me get a good Ric Flair. Ooh. Hallelujah. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all just hear that scripture coming into your spirit? Verse 9, one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God. It shone with glory, with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and the 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. They were the three gates on the east, three, and three on the north, three on the south, three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. We're just about done. Stay with me. I did not see, I did not see a temple in this city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Hallelujah. Glory. The city does not need sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. Oh, watch this. On that day. Mm, listen, no gates will ever be shut. For there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm telling you, heaven and a new, a new heaven and a new earth is going to be our reward, and I can't wait for it. Church, the new heavens and the new earth is where we will spend eternity. Everything up to that point, even the millennial reign of Christ is not considered what you would think eternity. It still has time to it. There's a beginning and an end, thousand years. It's so that would be considered history. But when we step out of that millennial reign, we step into eternity. Hallelujah. And, that, and when, so when he says at the end of that thousand years, I'm going to put Satan and all of his little chumps down in the, in the lake of fire and they'll never come out of it. That means for eternity upon eternity upon eternity upon eternity upon eternity, Satan and his chumps will never be released and we shall live with the Lord forever and ever and ever and righteousness will reign. Hallelujah. 
Righteousness will reign. Glory be to God. In other words, I want to just tell you this and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. In other words, God is bringing everything back to the way it was in the garden. This has been his plan the whole time. The whole time. I want to get man back to where he left. Where there was nothing in between me and him. There was never any sin, sin in between me and him. There was never any kind of blockage or hindrances in between me and him. Glory be to God. There was, there's, and this time, this time, Satan won't get to tempt man to get him to fall out of this perfect state again. He'll be locked away forever and ever and ever and there will be a perfect state where we have perfect communion with God. Hallelujah! Never to be broke again. Never to be separated again. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He's bringing all things back to the place of perfection. He's bringing all things back to the place of being with his people and nothing to hinder it. Glory be to God. Let me tell you something. He had a perfect state one time and it was in the garden. He had a perfect state. So, so people say, man, I'll tell you right now, if you was of a different church, you probably wouldn't sin. No. Adam and Eve sinned and they was in a perfect place. Glory be to God. But let me tell you something. This time, you see Satan, this time Satan, when he came in and got Adam and Eve to sin, he got them to fall. This time God said, okay, I see what you're doing. I'm going to pull my trump card. I'm going to pull Jesus out on you. You see, when it, when, listen, the, the, that, that, that perfect state right there, in that perfect state, he created the, he created the heavens and the earth and then created man. But this time he reversed it on him. He cleansed man and now he's bringing new heavens and a new earth. <laughs> That's where Satan did not, he didn't realize what was happening because man now has been redeemed and cleansed with the blood of the lamb and now can be with God and God can be with him and now they can be in the new heavens and the new earth and not spoiling it and not being tempted by Satan ever again. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And forever we shall be in a perfect state. Glory be to God. It's called new heavens and new earth. Thank you, Lord. Never again. The Bible says he will never be released again to deceive the nations. This is what we believe. Again, I didn't have time to go in and break it all down for you. But this is what we believe. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap in the house of God. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, stand up today. We've already had an altar call for people to be saved. If you're backslidden still, you're not right with God, we'll pray for you at the end of the service. You can come down. We'll pray for you. But we've done taught the word of the Lord. And now I'm about to bless you today and I'm about to release you.
but I think I want you to understand something that God is so heavily invested in us and in our lives that he's bringing all this back to the way it began that right there I love that I love that because that lets me know something it doesn't just let me know he's had a plan the whole time but have you ever read the book of Revelation you're like why is all these seals why all these bowls why all these trumpets what's going on I mean God why I'm bringing it back to the way it started a perfect state just us and him hallelujah so brothers and sisters you better go ahead and prepare worshiping now you better go ahead and prepare praising now have and for those of you that don't like loud music and stuff you better prepare for heaven's gonna be loud <laughs> heaven's gonna be loud you got folks constantly going through blowing trumpets it's in there blowing trumpets people constantly shouting hallelujah you got people constantly bowing before the Lord saying worthy 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 is the Lord God Almighty I mean, you got people, this thing is constantly going on night and day. There ain't never night. Hallelujah. There, let me tell you, there ain't going to be any more. There's not going to be any more children's cancer wards, sinners, none of that stuff right there. We're going to stay. Hallelujah. We're going to be with God forever in a perfect state. My God, that's something to celebrate about. perfect state that's why you want to make sure you're right with the Lord I want you to be with me I want you to be with me in heaven amen we pray you were blessed by today's message for more content and to get to know us better download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com